<laughs> this is uh, District Sentinel Radio, Friday Garbage Can Edition, although we are throwing the scripts out the window due to the news. Emergency podcast. Emergency, emergency pod. podcast. Emergency pod. And we've got an emergency guest, Owen Higgins, joining us on this uh, fateful day of podcasting. What's up, Owen? How's it going, guys? It's great. Well, it's fantastic I feel great. for once. <laughs> good morning. Good good Friday. Good Friday morning. Friday morning. Yeah. We uh, you know, uh we um were obviously making jokes uh all morning and Sam Knight retweeted uh a picture of our script uh and uh Owen immediately DMs us like when y'all recording? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, emergency uh, pod, emergency yeah. pod. It's like, hey man, you you want to jump on with us? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, so uh, uh, should we tell people why we're doing the emergency pod if they haven't heard the news yet? If uh, you're hearing it from the first time now from us, first of all, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Secondly. President Trump has tested positive for COVID-19. Yes. Along with the First Lady of the United States, Melania Trump. That is true. And uh, Ronna McDaniel, the... Uh, RNC chair. Yeah. RNC chair. And Hope Hicks. Hope Hicks, who right. well, might have started this whole thing. We don't know. Although Ronna McDaniels apparently met with Trump in, on Friday was the last time she met with Trump. And she now is testing positive. Maybe she was the first one who got it. And Trump ended up spreading it to Hope Hicks and everybody else. Um, and now they're contact tracing it to Barrett and McConnell because they had a meeting. The three of them had a meeting, Trump, McConnell, and Barrett. And somebody somebody tweeted, some, some reporter tweeted, and I think this is right, like they were like, at this point, the entire Senate needs to like basically – for health needs to shut down. Well, yeah, that needs to happen, but it, it doesn't uh, look like yeah. that is happening as of uh, yet because Reuters is reporting that the Senate Judiciary Committee has no plans yet to delay the October 12th uh, conference, the first confirmation hearing for Amy Coney Barrett. We'll see. We'll see if that changes, though, if she starts uh if she starts losing her ability to smell things. <laughs> yeah, operative word there, uh, needs to shut down. Uh, we, McConnell will probably push this nomination through on his goddamn deathbed uh, if he has to. Well, they um, could do Zoom hearings too, right? Yeah, I guess they could. <laughs> I think we... Uh, but you got to vote in person. You got to... Yeah. But isn't... isn't I, I mean, you guys are like way more... Uh, savvy on on this on this minutiae stuff than i am like i like i don't have the same grasp with you guys do but like don't don't they need to have a quorum to like ring in the senate in the first place in order to have the hearing like couldn't couldn't democrats just basically like be like i mean this would require taking action so possibly not <laughs> but could it, but couldn't they just basically say no like uh we're gonna deny you a quorum well, there's the uh, uh, there's the there's the issue with holding hearings past a certain amount of a certain time. They could. The my, I think offhand, my understanding is they could deny quorum in the Senate Judiciary Committee, but not the full Senate. I'll have to double check on the full. Well, Senate. What's the what's but, the uh, committee meeting rule? Is it after 
12 or 2 p.m. or 10 a.m. I forgot where they need the three hour rule. Well, what I was going to say, though, is that it doesn't even matter that um, the reporting, if you recall from the Kavanaugh hearings, reporting a nominee out of the committee is not necessary to have a full vote on the floor. And there was talk for a while that maybe Kavanaugh wouldn't clear the uh, Judiciary Committee, but he could still pass a vote on the floor. Yeah. Um, so I do know that Democrats could deny quorum on the committee, but that it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter that McConnell could still bring up the nominee on, uh, to a full fl floor vote anyway. Anyway, it's, it's obviously a positive development and has done more to potentially derail the nomination than anything Democrats had planned on doing so far. Um, um, if I, if I may for a second, the, f the full senate quorum is 51 a simple majority so republicans have enough to uh to override that obviously because they have a majority yeah assuming but assuming that like uh the the virus hasn't infected all of them yeah no that is yes i mean if if there were a few of them that were too sick to vote four of them that were too sick to vote um then yeah mcconnell couldn't couldn't ram it through I mean that'd be that'd be pretty hilarious. But then, but you know, yes. you know, you know what would happen though in that case. Imagine so, four of them are, four of them are uh, too sick, and uh, you know, one some Democrat that's like, no, let's deny McCorm. Joe Manchin and like Chuck Schumer oh, or something yeah. like come over to like the other side. Like, mm. Well, maybe not. Actually, no, not Chris Coons. Chris Coons. He'd be like, you know what? I just I want to see a vote. I'm gonna vote no, but I'm gonna make the quorum. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, I just think I just think that we need to keep this institution moving. Uh, you know, like we can't we can't let the politics of division. We can't let we can't let these uh, disinformation. Yeah, you know, take over. We got it. We got to stay together, stay united. I was imagining these sort of uh, democratic capitulation scenarios in which uh, both Trump and Pence are incapacitated, and Pelosi just. Uh, passes it off to Chuck Grassley, the president pro temp of the Senate, just to uh, maintain continuity, uh, not uh, cause chaos by changing parties without an election. Oh, shit. I just thought of something. Hasn't what? she been negotiating with McConnell yes. and with Mnuchin in person? Yes. And she's being tested. She's she's uh she's she's tested. Um, well, it, well, it'll it'll be a big one if Barrett tests positive because or Mark Meadows because the two of them have been going around talking to uh, Republican senators all over the hill. So <laughs> if either of them have it, then we might see that scenario in which uh, there are too many sick Republicans to uh, to vote for a while. Well, and who knows? Maybe a few of them will kick the bucket. They're pretty old. <laughs> Well, the uh, the mortality rate for someone in their mid seventies is uh, about eleven percent. Um, you know, obviously, is it really? Holy shit! Yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, the the chances of dying of COVID are very slim. But once you get up there in years, they start to increase significantly. Um, and obviously, Trump is going to be receiving the best medical care in the world, which will mitigate some of that. But then again, he's also obese and in poor health. Uh, which then <laughs> increases some of those risks. So his um, brother died of it too. So he's clearly got a, a genetic risk, a higher genetic risk profile. 
Yeah. Not to yeah. get too skull measury here, but and you know, family history does matter for health related things. And we do know this is not asymptomatic. This isn't just a, a positive. He's not just a carrier. Bloomberg reporting that um, some of Trump's closest aides sensed on Wednesday that the president was feeling poorly. The president seemed seemed exhausted. Uh, some chalked it up to fatigue from an intense campaign schedule. Others began to worry he had the coronavirus. Oh, my God. Uh, All right. So so here's here's something. So it just so happens that the the other day I was talking with um, an old high school friend of mine on, on Facebook, and I put out this call for info on Twitter, which is basically what happens if a nominee dies before the election? So if Trump dies before the election, the Republicans have to re-nominate somebody and then all the ballots need to get reprinted. Yeah. Yeah. And if there's not enough time to reprint it, then his name just stays on it and they got to figure out what the electors do afterward. Uh, Right. 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 If you'll recall, uh, Mel Carnahan died and then defeated John Ashcroft in the uh, Senate race for Missouri. That's right. In uh, 2000, and his wife uh, was, w- she held the seat for a while and until a special election could be held. I think she like, was appointed by the governor. If I recall correctly, I might be wrong about that, but I think that, uh, but she, like, she was the one that took it over. Yeah. Because he still did win. Ashcroft couldn't get seated because he didn't win. But I don't know, like, the only thing, so after I put out this call, like, uh, Ed Bermila, um was was talking to me about it a little bit and like linked to this Washington Post thing and um basically it, it seems that the only thing that's like really really clear is if the president dies after the electors vote him in the the the, the incoming president then the vice president because whoever's elected vice president becomes the president before that it, it there are a lot of like things that can happen yeah uh, basically oh by the way uh oh what up buddy good dog, good dog. <laughs> what's his name um her name her is name. freya freya and she she is a good girl did you not see her sam you want me to show her yeah let's see her oh Hey, Freya. I almost want to go downstairs and grab Leica and bring her up here. But uh, let's stay on 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 topic yeah. here. Um, this is something, obviously, that can affect both parties, considering Trump was uh, definitely carrying this thing during the debate uh, and just shouting and spitting all over the place while he was uh, debating Biden. Uh, we know the Biden campaign announced on Friday morning that he's taking a test. Um, so we should get results on that fairly soon. I'm, I'm sure all these folks are using those rapid tests um, and might even have an answer to that before this podcast is released. Uh, there's people demanding that the Biden campaign suspend uh, out of respect, which of course would require having a campaign. Um, it's not. <laughs> we're just not going to knock on doors anymore, even though we haven't been knocking on doors uh, anyway. Um, but MSNBC uh, doing some reporting last night on all the people that Hope Hicks uh, has been in contact with, traveled with, met with. Um, we've got Who's Jim she dating now. 
I don't, I don't know. Hey, that's an honest question. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, one, of, one of these ghouls, definitely. Yeah, probably. But um, we've got, yeah, the list is full of ghouls here. Uh, Congressman Jim Jordan, who's already said that he's not going to quarantine. Uh, he's just going <laughs> to wrestle, wrestle the coronavirus away. Um, Rudy Giuliani up there, folks. Rudy Giuliani is, is potentially at risk here. Mark Meadows, Ivanka Trump, Jared Kushner, Donald Trump Jr., Kimberly Guilfoyle. That would be that would be a good one. Uh, Eric Trump, Lara Trump, Tiffany Trump, Kaylee McEnany, Dan Scavino, and Stephen Miller. Mm, that would be a good one. Also, would you would you trade? Okay, if 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 it were if it okay, would you trade Stephen Miller getting it for both Ivanka and Jared getting it? Yes. Or would you? Yeah. Yes. But maybe not for Donald Trump or Eric, Donald Trump Jr. or Eric Trump. Mm. <laughs> that's a bit, that's I, a bit I would tougher. still do, I would still do Miller. <laughs> that, the immigration shit. Yeah. yeah. Too much. Too much, man. Like, I, I the, the things that I think about, about what should happen to Stephen Miller are probably not, uh, not something you should share. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hope Hicks also um, did hours of debate prep in a uh, in a conference room, sealed off conference room with Chris Christie. So, <laughs> I don't think I don't think Rudy Giuliani is going to get it because if he didn't get it uh, during the RNC, I don't think he's going to get it for some reason during a. During an interview on Fox News on Wednesday, uh, this was just prior to Trump confirming that he had COVID. He was uh, discussing Hope Hicks testing positive, and he blamed it on the troops and the cops, saying that uh, Hope, you know, was just spending a lot of time with uh, members of the military and police. And, you know, they just they just like to hug and thank people. And you can't say no to them. It's a real shame. So... (laughs) Trump already blaming I mean, blaming the diagnosis on troops and cops, which is fine. Go for it. I'm I'm not gonna. I'm not. Uh, it is true that saying no to a cop is 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 a bad idea. <laughs> I'm not so sure about them hugging. Yeah, but you so know. so far, Mnuchin, the uh, Treasury Secretary, who has been in close meetings with Nancy Pelosi, has tested negative. So too has Mike Pence, which of course has a lot of people freaking out that oh my god if if Trump dies or is incapacitated, then Pence becomes the nominee and he's far more dangerous. Um, I'm not concerned Wrong. about Pence at all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not concerned. Yeah, you know, um I I had I had a, a, a back and forth with the person that you're uh sub talking about. Sub uh, sub podcasting <laughs> about. Sub subcasting. Um <laughs> and uh you know, I I will say that I I don't disagree that if Trump had gotten it and died in like March, that Pence would Pence would be in in a pretty good position now, um, ju- just because like continuity of government, and I think that the media would treat him uh, in a disgracefully very normalized way. Um, that's always been kind of my concern about Pence that he would, because Trump is so chaotic and such an, a quote unquote aberration. Uh, that if Pence took over, like they would just be like, well, he's he's normal, and like it, 
but I mean, but, it's, but that, it's that normal thing is also a downside, right? I mean, there's there's zero indication that that Pence could pull off the sort of electoral coalition and get the sort of votes that Trump was able to get in 2016. If Pence was running on that ticket, he probably wouldn't have even gotten one percent of the vote in 2016 in the primary. I, so so there's zero evidence to suggest guess, that he's any more dangerous. Plenty of evidence to suggest he's he's, he's not. So we're just merely doing uh, speculation to uh to uh dampen everybody's mood right now zero zero charisma zero charisma and already a proven track record of a a a horrible track record responding to public health crises as as the governor of indiana yeah absolutely totally i i guess what i'm trying to say is that like i think that there i think you can nonetheless make a case that like he could have a shot if it had happened then yeah. to say that now if trump dies 32 days out from the election that like pence could take over and then win is just not realistic i mean like it, it i guess what i'm trying to say is that like if you're talking about like this happening like six months ago like you, like okay it's possible that like some things could like fall into place and make pence a stronger candidate than he would be now to say that he would be a strong candidate now is just not re- it's not reality yeah um, yeah, I think the main takeaway is you have uh, an administration that has now had one of their main talking points that COVID is, you know, not the biggest deal in the world, not a serious threat, just be completely shot through right now. Um, people who assumed that this uh, won't happen to them now sees that it's happened to the president of the United States, um, not like he was taking any extra precautions. He was pretty much uh, flouting any sort of safety measures, um, you know, r- rarely wore a mask, was doing all these rallies, uh, out both indoors and outdoors, meeting with lots of people, uh, even, and, and there's even a question on when, uh, the White House knew about Hope Hicks's positive diagnosis. There's reporting suggesting that on Wednesday, uh, Wednesday morning, she tested negative, then developed symptoms throughout the day on Wednesday, and then possibly, uh, received a positive diagnosis either Wednesday night or Thursday morning. And despite that, Trump, even showing these symptoms that we talked about earlier, went to Bedminster and had a fundraiser and met with over 100 people there. So, um, and the, the, the sort of uh, conspiracy theories or whatever that the White House might be faking this to avoid doing another debate or to somehow reverse their 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 prospects right now because they're losing to Biden uh, just don't seem to make sense to me. I mean, Trump had a a rally ready to go in Florida that now he's not going to be able to do Uh, that stuff. He completely gets off on and now he's going to be quarantined in the White House for weeks, which he's going to absolutely hate. And as some pretty keen observers on Twitter notice, like. Last night, the the um, the the planes that are able to launch nukes were <laughs> were taking off and circling on the west coast and the east coast, just ready in case some foreign nation apparently would want to try to nuke us during this incredibly funny time. <laughs> uh, well, I did hear that was uh, just a coincidence, and that these are routine flights oh. before. I don't know. I mean, yeah, that might be true. I just there there doesn't seem to be any upside to uh to sure, faking yes. a COVID diagnosis right now. Absolutely not. And 
it's certainly uh, if if your message is that, and obviously it it doesn't resonate with people because the U.S. has the worst response in the world. But if Trump genuinely believes that he has had a good response to COVID, and that he is, as he says, preventing like two point three million deaths. Uh, it doesn't exactly bolster that message if you yourself contract the virus. Yeah. It it, it seems to uh, very clearly demonstrate that he's totally lost control of the situation. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's dead on. I I think like that that's exactly like how it, it, it would make no sense, like especially from like the campaign that Trump is running, like you're saying, to, to be like, okay, yeah, like, the no mask thing like we've been doing that like at all the rallies like ensuring that like people are seeing no no masks etc and now uh 32 days out we're gonna pretend that he has covid to avoid a debate it, it just it makes no sense like it, it, it's gonna be a total electoral disaster for him i mean it, yeah well yeah. we uh, a lot of I, stuff I, I, still up in the air at, at this moment yeah. um a lot of uh testing results still uh we don't know yet so um you know enjoy it while it lasts right now we need the president this to take we need the president to take hydroxychloroquine <laughs> we need him to uh step up and show some leadership and yeah. uh and and put his money where his mouth is quite frankly and uh just get the man his uh, HCL. The chances of this this <laughs> ending yeah. in a way that is uh, beneficial to all of us are still very slim. Um, so just enjoy it while it lasts. Uh, own the Trump supporters who have long been saying "fuck your feelings" for a while in a now very very sensitive uh, online while you uh, still can. So, Owen, thanks so much for uh, joining us for this emergency pod on President Trump's COVID nineteen. Uh, positive diagnosis. Oh, HCL is hydrochloric acid. Oh, um, he should take that too, though. Yeah, yeah. You know what? You got you got to use every possible option, right? Yep. That's the show, uh, subscribers. Thanks for uh, listening. We couldn't do this without you. We'll be back next week with uh, some hopefully some more hopeful newscasts. We're here in DC, so you don't have to be.